Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Matt West Now podcast live from the Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World. Coming to you today, it is round number six of the Wrangler National Finals, and today presented by the Bullfighters Only. If you're coming to Las Vegas this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Resorts World Pavilion, the best bullfighters in the world will be at Resorts World battling out for a BFO World Championship. That is this weekend, but this is today. My man Cole Reiner, one of the absolute best bareback riders in the world right now. How, I mean, you think about that, you're top five in the world, and you're with a, a pretty stout group of competition. Has it really sunk in that, that you're right in the mix with maybe the best group of bareback riders ever? First of all, his mic's not on. <laughs> it's hard. It's okay. There's no switch. Try it again. Is it on now? Wow. Yeah, you're good. Well, I'm good. Hi, everybody. Hi, Matt West. Hi, buddy. Thanks for doing this, man. I know it's a busy... 10 days. Yes. Um, it is. It's, we were just talking about sleeping yeah. and how much sleep I haven't got all week. But uh, it's kind of hump day yesterday at the rodeo. So we're, we're on the downhill slide of things. But it's different for you because you're not a big partier. You're not out all night. Uh, you're just not sleeping. No, Vegas is different. Um, I know a lot of guys are partying all week and hopefully everybody here is. But I don't drink anymore. I had a rough... <laughs> anymore. I- anytime anymore. there's an anymore means shit got Western before that anymore. I'm only 22 years old, but um, last year I was eighth in the world coming out of the winter. COVID hit, and uh, I started rodeoing again in whenever, June. Yeah. Um, and I fell all the way down to 22nd in the world and was not going to make the NFR last year um, in August. And we were in Sykeston, Missouri. Cody Johnson played. Yeah. And Sykeston's I, a party. I proceeded to tie one on for lack of better terms and um, I went a lot the next day it was a big tour rodeo a lot in Oklahoma and I fell off a really nice horse and and I pretty much blew all of my chances of making the NFR yeah. and so I sobered up and uh, I won like $30,000 in the next three weeks and made really? the NFR yeah you know it's weird to me and we were talking earlier about the, like this competition especially when you get to Vegas everybody wants to go out and party but it's it's like uh, for instance, and I threw this down, like you've won almost 60 grand this week. In, in the first five rounds, you've won almost 60 grand. Uh, I look at the bull riding world, like Jose Vitor Lemmy doesn't go out and spend all night out at, at different places. When it's business time, he takes care of business and he's winning millions of dollars. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, and it, it's, uh, it's showing this year. Um, Casey Field, for example, right. he's won the last three rounds. Jess Pope won the first two rounds. So none of us have even had a shot yet. Um, if anyone's been paying attention to bareback riding, it's been pretty dominant performance by those two. But um, I've been in there every night, and, and Jesse, he drinks at home. And, and, but, I mean, he's, a, he's an athlete, and, and Casey's right. an athlete, and we're all getting worked on. Um, we have different private people hired all week to, to work on us and work out with us. So the game's changing. Um, PBR world's changing. Rodeo world's changing. Yeah. Um, less partying, more more working out, more getting everything right. So it's, it's a business, man. I mean, this is yeah. how you make a living. Why, like, why not put all the effort into it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that's what your first question before my mic worked right. was, how's that feel? And, and it's great. Um, I'm from KC, Wyoming, Buffalo, Wyoming, Johnson County area. And uh, Larry Samvik, I don't know if anyone would know who Larry Samvik is oh, yeah. nowadays, but yeah. he's notorious. He's the wild man, and I, I grew up around that. And, I mean, every year I come here, I hear a different story about how Larry <laughs> um, maybe didn't even didn't change, didn't change clothes or shower or sleep for three or four days at a time. And they would just come back in the locker room, and there he'd be. He'd just, yeah. from the night before. And uh, 
there's nothing like that anymore. Uh, that's that day and age is completely gone, and rodeo's taking on a new a new face and a new look and and a, and a new way of c- competing. It's wild because there's so many of those different stories out there, and, and even in the current roster and the guys that are are competing, guys and gals, there's so many of those great party stories that are funny sitting around the table. But when you talk about guys like I'll throw Trevor Brazil out there, you know he came and hung out the other night. When you talk about guys like that, all you talk about is how many world titles they have, how many gold buckles. When you talk about Casey Field, you talk about how good a shape he's in and how many world titles he's he's got. Things like that, and I don't know. I'm not in your position, but those are the conversations I would want people to have about me. Yeah, absolutely, and and we're all gunning for Casey right now. Um, in the bareback riding world, everyone's coming for him, and uh, he knows it, and he's on his game right now. He's 34 years old, which is very old for a bareback rider. <laughs> I hope he hears this. Because he's he's really old, but 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 he's still at the top of the game. Absolutely, he uh, he's getting treated all the time, and I mean he's as sharp as they come. And I got to travel with Tilden Hooper and Casey this year, and Tilden came in number one, and he's been having the slow first half. He placed last night and picked it up last round. night though, and um, he's going to come on strong because a lot of this is just waiting, waiting your turn and, and waiting for your time. And I've been chipping away all week. I've placed in four of the first five rounds. Yeah. But um, you just got to wait for your break. And, and that's what do you think about. that break comes by by the horse that you draw? I Absolutely. mean, do you, that, that obviously plays a huge role in what you guys are doing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Jesse Pope, first round, had yeah. the best horse, no question about it, and capitalized. Second round, had one of the best horses, capitalized. And Casey, same thing. Um, and he, I mean, to be honest with you, he didn't even have the best horse on the fourth round. And, and right. uh, he just rides so good that it was just his his show so I, i've said this uh for years now i think he's the best bareback rider i've ever seen as, as far as his technique and, and how good he is i think he's the best one i've ever seen yeah we're we're coming to beat him though i love that i and i said this with shad mayfield the other day i said rodeo needs a, a conor mcgregor type you know step up and just say look i know you you're good you've had your time but uh i need you to move out of my spotlight now absolutely um if you pay any attention to bear rack riding in the last two or three years um jess pope mm-hmm. he's been high school champion college runner-up um in a far average winner last year rookie okay. of the year all of the things he's hot right now he's on fire right me i i won the rookie of the year last year college I, I, I won third behind jesse in college right never did anything in high school so it's, <laughs> it's it's been slow it was slow before that but um i'm i'm right in the mix again this year and then and then tim o'connell and casey field that's the four with along with tilden hooper and tilden casey and i travel together and yeah. tim and jesse travel together so it makes a huge difference who you're with and and we're taking jesse and i i can speak for both of us we're taking everything that they teach us and putting a little spin on it and and that's how the sport progresses and that's how we get better than them how do you go from making your first national finals rodeo being a rookie of the year uh getting to las vegas how do you go from being a rookie to traveling with two of the very best guys on the planet thank rocker steiner really <laughs> yeah really? yeah and how old's rocker 16 17, 17 right 18 now? december 18th okay so so he's getting ready to turn 18 but okay so there's a teenager that comes in the mix and, and I don't know what it is. Rocker is a he's a rock star. Yeah. Everybody knows Rocker. Everybody's gonna know who Rocker is by next year, especially yeah. if he makes Vegas because he will not be in my position. He'll be out. He's he's already out. been on Yellowstone. Yeah. I mean he's the kid's a, already been on Yellowstone. He's been on Yellowstone, he's a wakeboarding world yep. champion. Um 
He's just a badass. Yeah, he, he really is. Yeah. He really is. So, so how does how does Rocker make that connection for you? So I go down to Texas. I'm from Wyoming. I go to Texas. Um, two years ago in the winter, start fall fall rodeoing for the 2020 um, season. My rookie year, I won like ten or twelve thousand pretty quick. And Leighton Barry and I were traveling together, and, and we were going to leave for the summer. So we get a hold of Sid Steiner, Rocker's dad. Sid's a world champion, uh, steer wrestler, 2001 or two, and uh, we're like, hey, like. We come hang out, like get yeah. on some rack sources, and one thing turns into another. We start living there, and uh, COVID hit. So we have a boat, we have a wakeboarding boat, <laughs> and we have a lot of uh, guys and girls that don't have a lot going on <laughs> during a lot COVID. of free time on there. So hands. we have a lot of free time, and and, and we partied and uh, had a great time. But but while we were partying, we were working hard, and uh, a lot of practice sources. A lot of time in the gym. Um, Rocker's a beast. If you've ever seen Bobby Steiner with the shirt off, oh, yeah. he's a beast. Everyone is there. Like that so. whole Steiner family. Yeah. I, the, the whole Steiner family, they're just like freaks of nature. They're all in an incredible shape. They're just super talented. They're good at whatever they – I mean, Tommy, you know, playing music. They're, yeah, they're all just so incredibly hit. talented. Yeah, Tommy had a number one hit at one yeah. point, so it's crazy. But um, So we're doing that, and, and I rodeo the rest of the summer with Leighton. We make the national finals, and, and we're – Training there, go to the national finals. It was great last year. Um, for a rookie, I think all four rookies that were there had outstanding rookie seasons. Um, Leighton won sixty thousand. Jesse won one hundred and eighty thousand, and I won one hundred thousand. Like it was, it was unreal for a rookie, yeah. for any rookie in the bareback riding to do that. It's not like bull riding or, or bronc riding or anything. Um, there's so much more that goes into bareback riding as far as um, your physical condition and being. We get the crap beat out of us. You're right. For, for 10 rounds so being able to just know that every night you're just going to get in a dog fight um that's something that takes a little bit of maturity and and the horses here are, are on a different level um they go home and feel better than 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 they did in the regular season same as us but yeah. 10 nights is a lot and i'm feeling it right now i'm sore and everyone in the locker room sore but but so we train in, with steiners there and and the next year we start rodeoing a little bit and Leighton goes to odessa and breaks his back um, he's lucky he's not paralyzed, but, but he had a, a pretty bad injury in the chute. And so I'm sitting there with no traveling partner, uh, before San Antonio and Tilden Hooper is Sid's one of Sid's best buddies. So he yeah. says, Hey man, like come with me. And next thing you know, Tilden Casey and I are traveling together and, and that's how it's been for the since then. And, and you and, can't say no. I mean, you can't say no to those two guys. I thought about it. You probably think about it more now that you've been in the truck with them than you did before. Yeah, yeah they're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> uh, they they have so much fun together. Yeah, and now you just kind of get thrown in the mix. Like like their social media back and forth before the NFR talking about the old guys. Did you see me? Huh? I'll show you. Okay. Be, we might put this up later. This is what Tilden put of me. Um, and, and for those that don't know, Tilden and Casey coming in. Uh, Tilden, the number one guy coming into the Wrangler National Finals, and he makes a post about Casey being by far the oldest guy. That's, oh, that's Tilden's boy. my God. Read it. That's hilarious. Casey Field teaching Cole how to drive this summer. For those of you that can't see, it's Casey's or Tilden's eight-month-old boy driving, <laughs> and they're making fun of me. You're the baby of the crew. I am. I'm uh, 12 years younger than Casey and twelve years younger than Tilden. So. Do you feel like I mean? Do, do you feel a lot of pressure no. being with those guys? 
Not at all. They make you feel pretty good. Um, they kind of keep you lifted up. And, and I, had a, I had a rough um, spring after, after the American. I didn't really win any money. And I didn't win any money until uh, Colorado Springs in July. So being with them, I know they were kind of watching me and wondering how I'd take it. And, and, but they kept, they kept pushing me. And, and, I mean, it worked out because I never lost focus and, and never lost um, the ability to do what I needed to do. And, and after that, I ended up having a great fall and kind of finishing off really strong. And, and that's 100% to their credit um, because they don't let you get down on yourself. What was it? Was it something you were doing? Was it just draw, not drawing the right horses? I mean, what, what caused that? Rodeo is very confusing. I don't know. Yeah, it there's, really is. You, you just there's times where you can't draw bad and you can't ride bad, and, and these judges, um, they get to to watching you, and, and you can mess up and they won't see it. And then there's times where they're kind of on your case, and and it's not necessarily judge's fault, but maybe you'll draw four or five good horses in a row, and and things just don't work out for two, three weeks at a time, and you're out there spending a thousand dollars every week i mean more than that half the time you're flying around across the country flying to i mean i flew to sykeston missouri from washington and fell off like right it's like it's so it, frustrating yeah and that's just money down the toilet yeah thousand like, dollars yeah in one day and i think that people forget sometimes about that because they'll now especially with the cowboy channel and seeing so much rodeo on tv um i see it a lot in, in the world of the pbr um just because you see somebody on TV or you see somebody on a billboard or a banner doesn't mean they're loaded. I mean, this is a, an incredibly tough industry just to survive in, much less to be able to prosper in. Dude, I was broke. Until, <laughs> We've all been broke. Until, until last year I got here, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't have very much money. Um, at last year in Arlington, I guess. Yeah. And then the coolest part about the national finals is I won – I placed in the first four rounds last year, and I checked my bank account after round five, and I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's weird how I can go from how am I going to get to the next rodeo yeah. to I never dreamed I'd be able to make this money in my entire life. Yeah, and they I know a lot of people see what our world standings look like, mm-hmm. and uh, you see... Oh, that's so BS. Like, when you look at how much money a guy's earned in his career or in a single season... I want there to be another column that says I spent this much money on fuel. I spent this much money on airline tickets. For everybody listening, best case scenario, half of what you half of what you end up with after the regular season. That's best case. Yeah. Um, and then the good more, news is the like IRS is going to come take half of that. More like a third, and after that, then you pay on it. So, it, rodeo it work out. Ro- making money in rodeoing is like the worst case scenario in a divorce. I mean, you're just going to throw at least half that money away. And everyone thinks you're rich. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're like, oh, you won tonight. You can pay. You, you can buy dinner tonight. Yes. This is the, this is the only rodeo, besides the major ones um, all year, that you really do make money at. So. You, you talk about last year making $100,000, okay, um, during the NFR. you go out and buy anything stupid? No. I, <laughs> this sounds silly, but I didn't spend any of it. Really? No, just I, pile it away in a bank account. No, um, I get made fun of a lot because I don't golf or I do golf, but not very often because right. it gets expensive. I'm terrible at spending money, so um, you're I did, tight ass. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I mean, yeah. you're, you're just to be honest. Yes, yeah. Tilden makes fun of me all the time. Everyone makes fun of me. Um, Why? But, I mean, you're you're going to be the guy that has money at the end of the day. I, I like to rodeo. I don't like to work. <laughs> 
I think that that makes the best rodeo athletes. Yeah, absolutely. We've had this this talk. Tilden and I have had this talk about um, guys that are great rodeo competitors but love to work. Um, He traveled with one, Joe Gunderson. He made the NFR. He's from South Dakota. Um, And he just wanted to go home and and fix fence and and do that. And, I mean, Jess Pope, he loves to go home and work cows. And, man, I'm lazy. I don't I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, stuff. I'm not made like those kind of no. people. Like I like I would I want to do something to where I make enough money to pay somebody to do the things I don't want to do. Absolutely. And and I like I said I'm around some cool cats, um Steiners and and I kind of see what they have and see what they're able to do and and I want that and I don't want to really have to mm-hmm. I've also seen the other end of things. I've seen Nothing against Larry, but Larry was a guy that went out and every time he won a hundred thousand dollars, he spent one hundred fifty, and right. uh, he doesn't have anything right now. And and he's working his butt off, and he's he's getting things back. But it, he's fifty something years old and made the NFR twelve times and has no money to his name. So and I, I don't want that. That's interesting because you're how old? Twenty two. 22 and most 22 year old kids are just thinking about partying they're thinking about college doing whatever they're going to do next what and about this industry is that that's probably the norm is yeah. you make a hundred thousand dollars you spend a hundred fifty thousand dollars just because it's what you do but now it's turning into i mean guys your age are starting to look at it like a business because it is yeah and i want to spend money i love spending money but yeah but uh it's hard it's hard to do that and, and then justify it. But I'm the I'm the grandpa of the group. Um, really? Yeah. Out of those three, you're the grandpa of the guy. of that group. And then I'm I'm Rocker's babysitter, <laughs> for sure. You, um, you're hands down the most mature of of, of that crew of, the, of those few at least. Yes. Yeah. Um, Rocker, he's kind of hard to keep out of fights and stuff. So that's my job when I'm home. I'm it, the, he's an intense little guy. Hey, I'm telling you, he's going to be exciting next year. I know Sid. Um, so a cool story is about Steiners real quick is um, when Bobby made the national finals in 1972, I think was his first NFR, no one had long hair because right. it was 1972 and, and that wasn't the rodeo way. and wasn't a cowboy thing to do. It was not the cowboy thing to do and he made it in the bull riding and uh, he was kind of notorious for the long hair and, and, and the money and all this stuff and when he went home, the commissioner, uh, the PRCA commissioner, I don't know who it was at the time, called his dad and told him, that, hey, Bobby will not be out here competing with long hair. He needs to cut it. And, um, and at that, I think he, Bobby said he, his dad got off the phone with the commissioner. And he told him, hey, you're never going to cut your hair again. And, right. and he went out there with, like, hair down past his butt pretty much. I don't know what it was. But, but the Steiners are famous for long hair. And, and Sid had dreadlocks. And, and Rockers had dreadlocks and, and long hair and cornrows. And, and I had really long hair last year and it's just a pain in the ass to keep up with <laughs> but but um it, it's cool um to be with people like that that um are changing the sport and are not afraid to be different and we had this conversation with jasmine a second ago about if i was uh shy or not and mm-hmm. and i was really shy before last year and and being around the right people and and this is not just a rodeo thing this is for anybody but i mean if you want to change like and this is not trying to be motivational or anything but it's true if you want to if you want to change and be something different and if you're around the right people it's pretty easy to do and and that's happened as far as i mean i wouldn't be able to go come up here and speak like this i'm 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 still super shy like i'm the most socially awkward person you know outside of my realm of work like when when i go to my normal day-to-day and i grew up you can ask my parents i grew up so super shy and now it's like a drug like to get in front of 15,000, 16,000 people and do my job, so I can only imagine what it's like for you guys in that arena. 
It's a drug. Same thing. Um, I hate roller coasters and all that. I no adrenaline outside of rodeo yeah. because there's same. I don't like nothing, flying. I don't. I, there's nothing like. That's my fix. Is the rodeo. Um, Sixteen, seventeen thousand people at the Thomas and Matt going crazy, and uh, I love when I get off and it's just ridiculously loud and I can't hear anything. Yeah, that's, that's what we live for. And and a lot of people had a um, maybe some worries that going from last year to this year. Jess Pope and I, we were the two rookies that made it last year, and then rookies again this year. We weren't going to do great, and we were talking. And, and Jess, he was yawning before for the first round, and I was pretty calm. And I told him, I was like, dude, this is this is what. This is the badass part of rodeo. I love Cheyenne because right. there's like people 40 feet behind you, or not even like 20 feet behind you, like touching you and stuff. And, and here are the same thing. Um, Casey's family is super famous for being above the scoreboard. And so every night I go talk to Veronica and talk to Steph and Shad's been there. Shad's his good luck charm. I'm going to <laughs> get a hold of Shad. Ever since he showed up, Casey's been winning every round. But. <laughs> But yeah, it's but cool. it's cool because they're right there on top of you, and, and there's something different about the energy that a crowd brings when they're right there, and you can reach out and you can talk to fans. And, and I don't know for some people it's calming, for some people it's exciting. For you, I, I feel like, and I was watching some Instagram stories before we started. You're the guy that that is in the locker room, kind of cutting up a little bit, having yeah. some fun. I've been doing NFR Snow Angels all week. Um, over everyone's Instagram story, but it's pretty funny. Um, no, everyone's everyone takes it has to do it different and and kind of file through everything different. And um, for me, it's kind of just lightening the mood and keeping everything fun because it's the only way. Um, the other day, Garrett Shadbolt, he's a rookie. Uh, I was watching Casey get ready, and Casey like makes a funny face. He goes, Garrett, Garrett, like shit, like. You gotta help me. And he goes, what, What's wrong? What's wrong? He thinks he's serious. And he goes, I got a cramp in my, right in my butt. Will you, will you get it? And he had Garrett on TV, the TV, or the camera was on him, rubbing his butt before he got <laughs> And it was hilarious. Um, but That's that kind so of stuff, wrong. that kind of stuff keeps things fun and, and makes this much less stressful. Yeah. It, it, because this is a stressful 10 days. I mean, this, you, you work 300. 55 days to get here and then when you get here it's not even like you can really just focus on taking care of business because it's go 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 for most of you guys all day every day yeah absolutely um before making the nfr you're uh, you're just a normal person it seems like and then when you make it especially this year it's been different everyone thinks that you're different and uh and everyone that you come talk to thinks that you're kind of a robot and the truth is we're just people and and um like I said, we all handle stress yeah. different ways, but it's all stress to everybody. And and um, if you think that any of us are different than than anyone else, it, it's it's wrong. We're just people, like I said. So so we need like to get some sleep and and to eating is hard here. Um, Trying yeah. to make yourself eat with a schedule is like ridiculous. So the last three days I've been focused on eating. I woke up uh, the morning of the first round and had a terrible stomach ache, and I was like, dang, am I am I that nervous? And was sitting there and realized it was 2.30 and I hadn't eaten yet. And uh, just stuff like that that you, you don't it, think about. They'll get away from you super quickly. So fast. Um, you wake up, and I've been on Texas time, because mm-hmm. I live in Texas, so I've been waking up at 6 in the morning, which is only 8 o'clock in Texas. Nothing yeah. special. But um, you wake up at 6 o'clock, and you're lying there, and there's nothing to do. And then next thing you know, it's, it's 10.30, and it's time to go. And I look back at my phone again, and it's 2.30, and it's like, 
shit, we got to go to the rodeo like yeah. that fast. Yeah, uh, here it, it's it's funny because you talk about, you know, in other sports, people will bring meals in and everything, but because you're going from point A to point B and things like that, you just don't think about little things like how your body's going to react to not getting the same foods you get when you're at home. And I, Yeah, I'm bad about that because for the last, since October, I have been super good about eating fairly healthy, working out twice a day or once a day for the first month, twice a day for the second month. All of that. I've worked out one time since I've been here. Yeah, that, that's the hardest thing. And I, we were talking about it before we started. Like for me, um, if I don't get that hour or two of my day, then my head is a jumbled up mess the rest of the day. Nothing works right for me. If I don't get my me time and, and go to the gym and hit that, then I'm, I'm in a bad mood. I'm probably going to screw some things up. Like nothing else is right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to go home after this in about six days. And just lay there and sleep for like two days straight. You're not, it's funny to me that you're not sleeping because um, like, like we talked about at the beginning, it's not because you're going out. It's not because you're doing anything wrong. Your, your wheels are spinning. My wheels are spinning all night, every night right now. And it's crazy. It's awesome, though. I love it. Um, it would suck if I wasn't in this position. So I'm not complaining about that. But um, we get our draw. We get our draw for the next day at about 9 o'clock every night. So when you're eating dinner usually or, yeah. or whatever. And... Uh, it's pretty hard not to think about it for two or three hours because I know every horse here because we pick every horse that comes here. Right. So you're sitting there and you're going through everyone else's because we get a whole list of, of what everyone's got for the day, the next day, and then you got yours and, and you're kind of thinking and you're going through videos and you're watching a few things and it's not the best thing to do, but everyone does it. They don't want to admit it. But um, And then you just sit there and, and you're like, dang, that was a cool performance tonight or wow, like someone did good or someone yeah. i wonder if they're all right kind of thing so like, it's a it's all night thing like the other night i think it was it rode 13 bulls that was right i mean, was, I mean not right 13 bull but like 13 13 uh bareback horses in one round was it 12 or 13 they rode and and, and you didn't even place that was, oh that was the eliminator night yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, i mean it's crazy like that's a scary night i don't sleep on that you what you don't I sleep i don't sleep very good on that night no one does though um this year's a lot better, but I remember last year being super nervous before uh, the eliminated rounds are round three and round eight for everyone that doesn't know. And um, those are the ones that are the scary ones. Not and easy. They're not easy. They're not scary. I'm, I shouldn't say that. They're the ones that kind of mix. No, the, it's okay. Mix it's the okay. Average. Some of them look pretty scary. They mix the average up and they mix the money up. Um, I got on Killer B last year and that's pretty much the rankest horse to ever buck. And uh, she, she bucked me off pretty hard but um it cost me about sixty eighty thousand dollars somewhere in there golly and how the, do you sleep after that it's all right i'm fine now she's in the bronc riding next <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one just yeah. move on uh was it illegal smile illegal smile the first night first eliminator pin and that was pretty nice yeah. but i was only 79 that was my lowest score all week finished 10th that finished round 10th but but it kept me in the average and and the average is something that all of us are thinking about about this time now um that I think it pays like $65,000. And, and at the end of the week, that kind of changes up the world standings. I know Casey's got 200 and I want to say $220,000, one right now. I looked the other day. Um, and I think I have 170000 or 165000 So the average would put me in first. Right. You, know you, I mean? you, could, still, you could still make a giant leap yes. forward. And the, I mean, with a round paying uh, 28000 right now, the money's there. Yeah. And, and it's just up to every one of us to do our job. And, and that's the thing about the eliminator pin. It's a, is that it's about the only pin that 
a guy like Casey or Jesse or me or Tim can really mess up in. Yeah. So um, it's the most important round coming up, and it's going to be on Wednesday night. So are are you a guy that studies the standings all year long, or are you a guy that jumps in there to see where you're at, try to figure out what you can do? I check. I check every once in a while. It's not a great thing, but um, I don't let it get to me that much. I um, I've been trying to get in the top five. I've never been in the top five. Um, and for everyone that doesn't know, the first ten guys are random in order, and the top five are not. Um, you want to be five, one of those four, three, five two, guys one. to finish the round. And the top five that finish the round have a much better chance of placing. Um, it's for anyone that's never judged, and I've judged a few random Colt Buckings and stuff. It's really hard not to score the last the last guys higher, just because progressive judging and and it, it's just what you remember last. So being in the top five is a huge advantage, and that's what. Um, Casey's got going from right now. He's last out. So last night, 90 was winning the round. He was 91 and a half. He's the last guy out. So it helps. Yeah, it really does. And especially when you start building, because there is an energy that builds. Mm-hmm. You look at those first 10, you get to the top five, the storylines change, the fans get a little louder. Um, and I don't care. At the end of the day, like in rodeo, bull riding, we all have the best judges in the world yeah. at what they do. But they're still humans. Absolutely. That's what. That's the biggest thing is everyone here is still human. And I didn't realize that until I made the national finals and got behind the scenes. But you're a little kid and you're watching and you're like, wow. Like I, I remember um, Casey was my idol growing up. Yeah. So you watch him and you're like, wow, like that guy's unreal. Casey's he's, a lot of people's idol. Yeah. He's pretty much everyone in the locker room's idol except for maybe Tim. Yeah. He, he, I mean, but inside and outside of the arena, he's such a class act outside of the arena. Yep. He always has time for fans. And, I mean, he's just such a good I – don't, I, I don't think I'd say this in front of him, but he's just such a good guy. No one tell him anything about this. Please don't. He but, but like, I could, right now. I could brag on Casey Field all day, every day. He's that good of a human. Yeah. But, like I said, he's it's, – it's, I don't know. It's just pretty awesome to be part of. But you realize that I've, I've watched him struggle – and I've watched Tim O'Connell struggle, and I've seen, obviously, myself struggle. Yeah. And um, for anyone that wants to get into this or, or is just wanting to know more about it, is we all have feelings, and, and we're all in the same boat. And it does not get easier the better you get. Um, they still buck just as hard for, for someone that's just starting as they do for me or, yeah. or up the line. So I had Shane Proctor here on the podcast with me yesterday. And that's a guy that's dealt with a lot this year, you know, broken broken ankle, had a surgery, had the bicep tendon in his shoulder yes. just cut, and then showed up here to the NFR just, just to try to get here because it was that big of a deal to him. And then Trey Benton pulls me aside last night, and he, sa- he says, hey, you need to call and check on your boy. Well, last night, he, I mean, he gets torn all to shreds, tears up his good shoulder, tears his lat in his back, and still wants to try to get on tonight. I hey. mean... I'm not taking anything away from J.B. Mooney because he's a big right. fan favorite. Right. But And J.B. is back there with two pitchers of beer and cigarettes, and he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Um, but Shane Proctor is a tough dude, and he works his butt off to even make the NFR. And, and not, not on and he's ability. he's a thousand years not old. Not on ability, but on just being physically able to even stay on a bull. And uh, he doesn't get enough credit for how tough that guy is. And um, it's, it's not sad. It's just different because everyone wants, to, everyone wants to be like JB. And that's understandable. They want to be able to go out and party in just eight seconds. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
But um, there's only one of those guys, though. Yeah, that's why he's so cool. But but yeah. um, Shane Proctor is a guy that genuinely works his butt off, and I don't think he gets enough respect and credit for how tough he really is. It's cool to hear you say that because I said that yesterday. He's one of the most underappreciated athletes, I think, in the sport of rodeo. But I, I'm again, I'm biased. I see him every day. We're neighbors. He, mm-hmm. he comes to my gym. I see the work that he puts in. I know how hard he tries, just you know, to be one of the best. And so. You, know, you hate to see a guy go through things like that. So it's, it's cool that you bring that up. Um, but at the end of the day, it's something every single person goes through. Yeah. Also, I just want to say that JB is pretty badass to have in the, in the <laughs> NFR locker room. It is cool. I'm a fan. I'm not. Um, he, he, we have the bareback bar. Um, a lot of the, the most, what? The bareback bar. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, our locker room is the bar. Gotcha. Okay. And so JB's been in there every night, and he's weird. Pretty, yeah, it's crazy, but it's sweet. Um, he's back there drinking beer and slamming fireball and cool stuff like that before he gets. On. He's 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 a great guy to have in a locker room. He yeah. he does lighten the room up, but he's also one of those guys that helps hold everybody accountable. Because oh, yeah. if you don't do your job, he'll be the first guy to tell you. JB's not afraid to call you out, so yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, but I've got to know him a little bit this year, and and know that a lot of what he. Just for everybody that doesn't know, a lot of the stuff that you see of him slamming whiskey and stuff is cool, but that's not, he didn't get to where he's at by doing that either. Right. And uh, what I love about him, what I love about him, and what I think that, when did this turn into a JB podcast? Yeah, we don't know. What, what I love about that guy and what people don't see is how big his heart is. He, he's got a rough exterior, but, um, Man, he's got such a big heart, and he cares about people. Yeah, I don't know if it's a JB podcast. I think it's just everybody in rodeo podcasts. We're all in the yeah. same boat. So. Yeah. And he, he just he's kind of one of the outliers. But um, the the whole what is there? There's 45 guys in the rough stock locker room, and uh, everyone's the same. It's pretty it's pretty cool to see um, that there's a winning mixture as far as work ethic and and your attitude and and your ability. Um, from the rights, I know Ryder Wright yeah. is, is in Stetson Wright. Um, they're kind of quieter guys, but they're the same way. Um, and, and I'm not trying to talk about everyone else. I just want everyone to know that we're all the same. So it's really cool to be part of that group. And, and I know I'm coming up and just starting. This is my second NFR, but um, I'm starting to kind of build a little bit of momentum. And, and I, right. I don't want to ever get away from that this part. Right. Um, no matter how big you get and stuff, uh, it's pretty cool and, and pretty important to stay humble and, and um, be able to be accountable and come back to this moment at any time. Well, and that's what I love about ro- rodeo because you'll see so many guys from different events getting on the back of the bucket shoes so they can watch the barrel racer and getting on the back of the bucket shoes so they can watch the calf rope. And I mean, it, it really is, it, it's a big family. Yeah, it's, it's great. And I've been able to make a lot of connections through the last two years. Um, and I pretty much have a place to stay at any city in America or any town cool? in America. And that's one of the coolest things is I can roll through somewhere in Kansas and not even know where I'm at and uh, know someone within 100 miles. You got family everywhere. Yeah. When, when, you, when you're a part of this lifestyle, you literally have family everywhere. Yeah. And, and especially, I like Utah. Utah's been great to me. Um, we've been able to stay out there, and, and it's different there's a lot of people and i'm from a really small town so. i was gonna ask okay is it where at in wyoming buffalo buffalo yeah. how big is buffalo wyoming buffalo is four thousand people and casey is 250 and um we we live out of town in, in buffalo so uh there's like 
I want to say 600 people in the entire It high sounds like home to me. I, I, I say Delaware, Oklahoma. Delaware, Oklahoma is a town of about 300 people, and I live outside of town. So, I have anxiety driving through Fort Worth all the time. I live in Weatherford now, like Weatherford area now. Yeah. So um, I just stay away from town because I do not like to drive in town. So being in Vegas, it's, it's been tough, crazy. Man. The traffic is crazy, and um, we're used to it. We're we're driving through a lot of big cities throughout you all the time, but um, being around this many people and and all of it is what the hype is about, but I can't wait to go home. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I, when I, I go home, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn off my phone, and I'm going to go out into the hills, and I'm going to feed cows in the morning and cow hunt all afternoon. So like, that's it. I'm the same way. I love all this, but I love getting away from it. Yeah. I love going home and just detoxing, just turning everything off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a great way to kind of filter through everything and, and calm back down. But um, even when I'm even when I'm down in Texas, I'm pretty much a hermit. Yeah, I, I don't leave very often. Um, we have everything we need within 60 miles of where I'm at. I can get on practice horses anytime I want. I, I work out, and and then I pretty much ride barrel horses all the other time. But barrel horses, huh? Yeah. You yeah. spend all your free time riding barrel horses. That's a whole nother conversation for another day. No, we don't I'm the, need that. I'm the same way. I, I, from my house to the gym is seven miles. My parents live a mile from me. If I get outside of that little uh, radius, something bad's happening. I'm having yeah. to leave town for something. No, and I love it. Um, I'm getting into team roping, too. So, Are you going to make, make a, a go at the all-around hand hey, or what? Stephenville, Texas is full of a lot of team ropers, so it's pretty hard not to fit in there if you, if you, or to fit in if you're not T- team roping. Team roping for cowboys is like golf for businessmen. Absolutely. I love it. It's fun. It's different. Um, it's very challenging. Um, we make fun of the team ropers a lot because <laughs> yeah. they deserve it, every one of them, <laughs> except for Derek Begay. He's way cool. Uh, that's a cowboy. Yeah. Derek's a cowboy. He's the cool. And I'm just kidding. There's a lot of cool ones, actually. But we do make fun of a lot of them. But it's way harder, and uh, they deserve a lot more credit for how fast and, and um, how good they really are. I'd have to start drinking if I took up team rope, and I'd get so frustrated. I get nervous. I don't. Um, Jeff Metter said something on TV that some people were um, telling me about the other day about how cool and calm I was in the shoot uh, yeah. last night. And, and that's, that's a guy that has been around for years yeah. and he's seen all the greats. which is cool it's very cool but when i'm team roping um in the practice pen i get very nervous because there's way too much time to think about what you're doing and uh i don't like that so i like i like the rough stock thing i team roped and calf roped in high school um and wrestled you wrestled yeah i'm a two-time state champion oh just two well i lost two state championships before that okay yeah. like you made, made it all the way to state and- yeah so that's been a big thing, too, is um, my freshman year, I, I don't remember if I beat the kid. I think I did, the, like two weeks before state finals. Yeah. And then I got to the state championship and kind of fell apart. Um, and then the second year, same thing. And then I won the second, too. So. Do you think that helped you in your I, rodeo career? Because I, I think wrestlers are the most disciplined athletes. I think you have to be. And, and if you transition that to any other sport, it has to be beneficial. Yeah, I mean, you can go down the line of who you want to talk about in the rough stock world that was a good wrestler. Right. Everyone. I mean, not everyone. but A lot the, of them. The majority of um, the best rough stock guys were wrestling at one point. And it just helps kind of... Uh, with the mentality thing. I mean, I don't know how big the Casper Event Center is or how many people it holds, but right. 
when that's packed and, and you're down there on the, on the floor and you're the only one down there, it's pretty cool. Let's go back to the beginning. When did you get started? 2016, not that long ago. I mean, when did you get on your first horse? 2016. Shut up. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So this is something you've only been doing for five years. Yeah. And you're already top five in the world. Yeah. Did you grow up around horses? I mean, like, talk me through this. Where, when um, did this come about? My grandpa raced cart horses in Pocono. They're, okay. from, they're from Hershey Valley originally. So they came out here, and, and we just kind of team roped and messed around a little bit. Yeah. Roped my dad and stuff. They, my brother ropes pretty good. Um, and so I roped a little bit, and I got really bored with it, and I wasn't doing very great. So I wanted to ride bucking horses, Bronx, because Casey Wyoming, um, John Forbes, and all these guys are around there, and, and they're kind of famous in the Bronx riding world for right. having good practice horses and stuff. So I didn't have a saddle, but we had a rigging. And I go to the Casey Night Rodeo, Friday Night Rodeo, and Larry Samvik, I know Dylan, his boy, we're, we're best buddies pretty much, and um, he kind of hooks me up with an old old rigging or whatever and, and some random stuff and he's like all right just hold on right yeah that's all i mean he just he he said a lot of cuss words in in, <laughs> in the process of what he told me but um he gets me started and i got on one and and did all right i stayed on it was cool um and i was kind of hooked after that and i got on i want to say eight or nine more and i got hung up broke my wrist and quit and i was done Really? Just yeah. that, that was like, enough? No, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. Like, what am I doing here? And um, in classic Sandvik style, Dylan's Larry's boy called me a lot of names and told me that he was better than me and that pretty much I was way too soft. That's really all it takes. Yeah. You just throw that one word out there and, like, and then you're back in the game. All right, dude, F you. Like, here we yeah. go. And so I started again, and, and I had some really fast success after that. Um, not winning anything, but staying on. Success was not. I didn't. I never won a high school championship. I never won a little British championship. I never won the college region. I finally placed at the college national finals one year, um, but nothing like. Nothing. How old were you when you got on your first bareback horse? 2016, 16. 16. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's a it's a really hard thing on your body. So no yeah. one really starts that that young. Um, so anyways, I do that and. Uh, I'm rodeoing a little bit, and I get in with Bronk Marriott. His dad's an NFR picket man, and he introduces me to Mason Clements. So I go with Mason, and this whole thing is crazy, by the way, because I just keep meeting people and meeting people and getting in with the right people and getting lucky. And uh, Mason takes me, and um, this is the only time I've actually been broke. I, I was down to my last $200 after the California run, and my mom gave me $1,000, and... Uh, I've never asked them for anything since then, so it's been that's been really cool about rodeo. But um, so Mason takes me and and kind of shows me some things, and I'm able to win like twenty five thousand dollars on my permit that year, and I think I won the permit standings. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, like this might work out. Like, Did you pay them back? No. Oh, okay. No, they didn't ask for it. <laughs> Just waiting. You still got an IOU out no, there. No, yeah, yeah. I got, I invited them to the national finals. There twice you go. That's so payment, yeah. and I guarantee I guarantee that's good enough. No, they love it. So. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was fast. It was really fast. Um, I went to Sheridan College for a while, and, and that was great. I learned a lot. Um, Chance Ames, Hunter Carlson, and Brian Brown, or Brian wasn't there. Kyle Bloomquist was there. They had all won high school championships, and Hunter won, Hunter and Chance won college national championships. And I was like, I thought they were badass. And um, 
I was not even close to doing anything like that. But I was always the guy that was second um, or third. And thank God, because that kept me going. And it's kind of got me to where I was, because I was never good enough to just be complacent with um, even winning a high school championship, like I said. So I was always working and always kept going, and, and it was, like, so close so many times. I won my first saddle, my rookie of the year saddle is my first saddle. Really? Yeah. Uh, last year's NFR. Last year, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, and you mentioned earlier the goal was to be in the top five. So what's next? Kick Casey's ass. <laughs> you be, you, I yeah. mean, do you want to win more titles than Casey, or do you just want to beat Casey? I mean, where where is that? I'm starting with this year. Um, I do have a chance, so we're chipping away. Um, I haven't had the horse yet to to win the round, and we all know there's two horses in every performance that are the best. But um, I'm keeping myself in it, and, and a lot of this game is staying relevant yeah and it sounds silly because you're like well there's only 15 of you how are you not relevant well there's three or four guys that the judges are watching every night and um, if you're placing you're staying in it so that's been the goal so far and i'm trying to get in the top five and i've done that so now it's time to kind of turn it on and this is the this is the part of the rodeo where i shined last year i won round six i won round nine i placed in every other round after that um and i, I didn't have a great first half last year i placed in like Five, four of the rounds or whatever but this half is where things get comfortable and it's kind of where you kind of dig into your trench and it's like okay we're here like yeah the fun the fun part is not over but the the new is worn off and it's time to go you you really haven't had a, a rough go of it in the first half of this year i don't want to <laughs> it, it's been it's been fun to watch and, and i mean that sitting back watching like you've had a good start i, I wrote it down just so second in the first round third in the second round 10th in the third round, which we talked about. They rode 13 out of 15 horses. Last night, you split third on Rip, and uh, or last two night. nights ago, and then last night, finished fourth. I mean, you finished top five every round, top four every round, except for the Eliminator pin, and that, that was, I mean, you didn't have much to deal with on that horse. I got a cool story about Rip. Rip is Rocker's practice horse. Really? Yes. So a uh, bucket horse of the Wrangler NFR is a practice horse for a 17-year-old kid. Yeah, and... Um, I'm back there two nights ago, and Will O'Connell, Tim's brother, he's with Championship Rodeo. They bought him. They bought him from Steiner's, and um, everyone's like, dude, how many times have you been on this horse? I was like, never. You've never been on him? <laughs> never been on him. I've, I've probably watched him buck 20 times, and um, I've just, it's Rocker's baby. Really? So I'd never been on him, so it was really cool to um, kind of come full circle with the Steiner family yeah. and get on one of their horses and win money at the national final. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. I, I bet, I bet everybody was super proud, super happy. Oh, they, I talked to the Steiners a lot that day. Yeah. Pretty excited. We're, I mean, I bet they were pretty excited just to see you get on him. Yeah, they're great. They have their own little cheering section, um, back home and they're cheering for Tilden. They're cheering for me. They're cheering for Casey. Um, and, and they're great for bareback riding and, and rodeo in general. They, they really are. And speaking of being great for bareback riding, there's been a lot of things happen over the course of the last couple of years. And I love seeing this, the rigging rallies, the, the standalone bareback riding events. I mean, I think it's changing the game for yeah. this event. I'm going to promote the rigging rallies real quick. Um, yeah, please. They're badass, first of all. But I've only seen them on pictures, and I'm so jealous. Like that, Now that's become a goal of mine. Like I goal. want to do one of the rigging rallies. If anyone is close to Darby, Montana, Weatherford, Texas, um, I know we might have a few more. You're close? Oh, perfect. Yes. Awesome. 
Well, they're really cool. Um, there's there's only two or three right now. We're trying to keep it small and, and exclusive, and um, and kind of a special event. But it's the closest thing to this rodeo that I've been at yeah. as far as electricity. And um, I know I know with rodeo that there's a lot of different events that are that are great. But there's not a group of guys that are as charismatic as the bareback riders right now. And I can say that and not brag or, and not be wrong. But um, from Tilden Hooper. He's like the biggest smartass, and then Tim's like super, super hardcore. Yeah. I love, I love seeing Tim during the national anthem because every night during the national anthem, he looks like he's at a Metallica concert in the front row. He's so fired up. You have to be careful because Tim will run you over. I believe, I, I believe that he just has that look. Like I don't want to show up in the same store as him on Black Friday. Tim's nuts. I give him a really hard time all the time. So um, he's intense, super intense, and. Um, He's had a, a rough beginning of his national finals this year, but I would be surprised if he doesn't have a strong end um, because Tim's a competitor. But, yeah, he's, he's super hardcore, and then Jess Pope is like... Um, he's had a good week. He just wants to work cows. He doesn't even care that he's at a rodeo. Um, <laughs> That's so crazy to me that you could be that good, and you're just like, yeah... I, I know team ropers. I got a team roper that's a, a neighbor that has been to the national finals rodeo, but only rodeos because they're working these horses. Like that. That's it's, it. It's crazy. Um, you can go down the line. Clayton Bigelow. He's a great guy. I've yep. never heard a bad thing out of Clayton's. Same. Like what he said, and then and then Richie is um, something else. <laughs> I love Richie. We're gonna have we're gonna have Richie on here uh i believe it's friday i think we're gonna have richie champion on this podcast i really think it's gonna turn into the page podcast yes if you can get a few drinks in either one of them you'll hear some <laughs> funny stuff they're hilarious they're awesome i, mean, I the would whole, recommend that the whole the whole lineup of the nfr but especially in your locker room the bareback riders i i am such a huge fan of everybody one to 15 like it's such a good group of guys um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. If somebody's new to the world and they're not already following along, how do they keep up with you? Um, mainly Instagram. I'm on Instagram, and uh, I don't even know what my handle is, but oh, that's, that's the main thing. I think it's just my name, Cole Reiner. Eight, with oh, an eight. Okay, Jasmine, you thank you. <laughs> Jasmine's my new social media girl. She tells me how to do everything. That's awesome. Not actually. I don't I want got to bear, married. But. I got married so I would have somebody tell me everything I needed to do. It's the true story. Yes, and I've, she's so good at it. That's that's good. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I I like to post stuff, but I don't know how to work anything. Man, I, I'm horrible with structure. Like structure, and I'm a shoot from the hip kind of guy. I I go to the gym in the morning, and then everything else after my day is just kind of winging it. Like I, I need some help in that area. Yes. Um. Also, every night Casey Field puts on his story, um, us walking down the alley. Have you seen this yet? Yeah. Okay. And I'll be taking that over from round six to round ten because he sucks at it, and I'm better already. Um, so. I love that you guys are are arguing about who's going to do the best social media part. Yeah, it's great. It's um, they're a fun group. So we'll be on social media a lot more this week. Um, starting now, our schedules are going to calm down. So social media is going to kick up the last half. So Tilden, Casey, and I. Um, I don't think Tilden runs his own Instagram. So Casey and I will have our our social media kicked up and, and it'll be behi more behind the scenes than anything. You're going to have one thing though, that turns up a notch and I uh, can't believe I forgot about it. You, you didn't know about this till just a minute ago oh, and yeah. the surprise got spoiled. Um, Brooke with who he ruined my surprise, but I do have a not surprise birthday party 
Thursday. Surprise, it's not a surprise anymore. I'll be 23, so it's not as cool anymore. But um, the 21st was pretty wild. But, and the 22nd was wild. And so I won. I got to tell you real quick. My 22nd birthday was rookie night. I won the round, and I drew Killer B all on the same night. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so I walked out. On the, I, <laughs> I walked out of whatever the buckle thing was last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, across the street at Texas Live, and I was so drunk. Because <laughs> for all of you that don't know, we have to drink a half. Like, we play Thunderstruck for the bareback. This is a tradition. Um, Kessler Rodeo brings a bottle of Kessler whiskey. Yeah. And um, the bareback riding rookie of the year gets snuck down to the locker room, which I didn't have to sneak down last year, so that was also really cool. And Cole Franks doesn't this year, so catch him on rookie night. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> um, but Thunderstruck plays, and every time Thunderstruck is saying, you drink Kessler whiskey. So I was pretty tuned up um, <laughs> before I ever even got out of the locker room. And then I went and I bought Pendleton for everybody at the Texas Live. I spent a lot of money. That night, you made a lot of money. I it's made a okay. lot of money. It was my first round win, so I had to celebrate. And um, I walked out of there with two buckles, and I hit my head on the car and knocked myself on the ground, <laughs> knocked myself down. And we had to jump the little pylons, the traffic or the traffic rails, and I fell off, fell over that one. And uh, I finally made myself get in the car, and I I don't even know what happened after that, but I do remember that much. And it was a wild night. And I'm then just going to put up, a GoPro you know, on you for your birthday this year. I just want to see what happens. I'm sober. <laughs> Period. That's it. Um, I'm super excited for you, though, because they're going to plaster your face on the side of this casino in this yeah, hotel. Where, where's it at? Right, it, it's right out front here, here at Resorts World. Perfect, yeah. Resorts World, Thursday night. Um, we got a DJ? Yep, DJ Silver. My, my buddy back here, he is... Uh, he's the best DJ in the world. He's, he's and then, incredible. And then there's a pan... Am I wrong? There's a panhandle... I know I'm a Wrangler guy, but I'm helping Joey out. There's a panhandle party. After, I have no idea. I believe there's a party here after, after that on Thursday night as well, so... It's th- Vegas. There's a party like every 15... Yeah, but these are hooey parties. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. These are, these are kind of the cool things. Um, we were able to go to a few last year, and they were really cool. Um, COVID was pretty hard on everybody yeah. last year, so there wasn't a lot of partying in, right. in Texas, but the hooey parties were wild. And I know, um, I think Nelly's playing Thursday, yeah. Thursday night, yeah. Friday night, one of the yeah. two. So, Friday? Yeah, Friday. So, badass. We'll be can, able to- can, you, can you believe that? Nelly's playing, like, rodeos. He's playing country bars, like Billy Bob's. I've seen He's, Nelly three times this year. Well, I, going to be three. I've never, I've never got to see him. I can't wait. Me either. He was in Fort Madison. It was really cool. That's so cool. I, it's funny who shows up in our, in our little world. Yeah, but- it's amazing. Uh, speaking of amazing, you've got a pretty amazing start to the NFR. You got a few more rounds, a few more days, a lot more money to win. Hey, did you drink off the back of your buckle last year? No. No? Is that a thing? That's a thing, man. No, you got to take a shot off the back of your buckle. No. Nope. I don't know. Maybe it's just announcers and clowns and all bullfighters. I don't know. Well, we weren't allowed to take our – as at the buckle ceremony, we couldn't, we couldn't have alcohol or couldn't take the whiskey home at Texas Live. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. So this year – is different. Okay. The, yeah, this year's way different. This year's way different. Um, man, congrats on everything, and uh, I really hope you beat those old guys this week. I love them to death. I, I will say, beginning of the week, I said badly I wanted Tilden to win the world. But if you beat Casey and Tilden and all those guys, won't bother me at all. I hope I do. Um, I shouldn't say this because I don't know if it's true, but I'm pretty sure Casey will retire if he wins another one. I hope not. And he's also he's also um, the most winning 
bear rack rider ever as far as go around wins now. He's won 26. Such a stud. So, um, but I hope he doesn't. I hope I beat him so he keeps rodeoing with me. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, um, I can imagine. That, that would be a tough one to say bye yeah. to. Like yeah. our industry... Our industry needs Casey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. It's really cool. Well, man, thanks for it. doing this. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, just go kick their butt the next few nights. Awesome. Thank you all. Thanks, there you man. go. Again, if you're coming to Las Vegas, uh, we do this every day live at the Doghouse Saloon, the Wrangler Doghouse Saloon right here inside Resorts World. It is presented by the Bullfighters only Thursday, Friday, Saturday, December 9th, 10th, and 11th. Best Bullfighters in the world will battle it out for a world championship inside the Resorts World Pavilion. For Cole, I'm Matt. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.